Hi there, Gateway Church family, and happy Easter Sunday. Resurrection Sunday is finally here, and I've been looking forward to celebrating with you the fact that Jesus is alive. He's conquered sin, he's conquered death, he is alive forevermore, and he's made the way possible for you and I to know him, to experience his love and his life. And so I'm looking forward today to celebrating with you the fact that our Savior is risen. He is risen indeed. And today I've got a special message for you and I just pray that God will speak to you. If it is your first time joining us then I'd love to give you a warm welcome. My name's Luke and I'm the pastor but the title of this message today is After These Things. After These Things. I'm going to be reading today from John chapter 21 and this is what it says in verse 1 to 3 from the New King James Version of the Bible. It says, After These Things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We are going with you also. They went out immediately and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. You know, as I said, Easter Sunday is finally here. I hope you're having a fantastic day so far. I pray that you're being, in, being blessed and you're being encouraged. And, you know, as a church, it's been so exciting over these last few weeks building up to Easter. Resurrection season is one of my favorite seasons of the year. It's the time where we come together to celebrate and give thanks to Jesus for the cross and the empty tomb. As I said, it's the greatest news. It's the greatest message of all. And I love celebrating this truth with each and every one of you. You know, Easter Sunday is the biggest Sunday on the calendar for me as a pastor, as a minister. This is the biggest Sunday of the year uh, on my calendar. And, you know, every year I put so much effort into Easter Sunday. As a church, we put so much effort into this day. You know, in the past, we've done things like Family Fun Day, Easter Days, and I hope that we'll be able to do them again in the future. We've done things like Easter egg hunts. We hold special services, extra services. We, we include many different things in our services, like musical performances and items. We have readings. We have testimonies of what God has done in people's lives. We have the children and youth getting involved. We, we make such a fuss of the Easter season, and rightly so. We put a lot of effort into this, and, and maybe you do as a family as well, or maybe you do as an individual. Maybe you, you love this time of year. Maybe you make Easter Sunday a priority and go into church every year. Maybe you, you dress up and you go for a meal with friends or with family members. This is a tradition that you have. Maybe for the children, you go to lots of Easter parties or you host an Easter party. You do Easter egg hunts, all these things. You buy lots of Easter eggs for your loved one or maybe for yourself. You know, we, we put on all this effort every year for Easter and in particular Christmas as well. But we've put so much time and effort into it, which is such a good thing. However, there is a risk and there's a, a temptation that we'll celebrate Easter. We'll attend all these church events. We'll go to church. We'll hear a message about Jesus and what he's done for us. But then there's a temptation and risk for us then just to go back to our old life, to go back to the way that we've always done things. You know, the truth is that this can happen to anyone, any one of us. It can happen to me, it can happen to you. Even as a pastor, this can be a trap that I fall into. After all, we see that this is what happened to one of Jesus' main disciples. If it can happen to him, then it can happen to us. And this disciple's name, one of Jesus' followers, his name was Peter. We'll read it again in John chapter 21, verse 1 to 3. It says, 
After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel, uh, uh, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and the other two, and two of the others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, well, we're going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat and that night they caught nothing. You know, I, as a minister, I've read this passage. I've preached from this passage of scripture before. I've read the, the Passion Week, the Easter Week. I've read it time and time again as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus in my daily Bible readings. I've read this story over and over again as I've gone through the Gospels. But you know, as I was reading this, as I was preparing for, for these Easter services, as I was just reading through the, the Passion Week and what Jesus has done, his death and his resurrection, resurrection morning, there was one phrase that really hit, hit me, one phrase that really stood out to me, gripped my heart. And that phrase was, after these things. And you might say, what things? What things is the writer John here of this gospel? What things is he talking about here? What, after what things? Well, it's the things that are, are mentioned, that John mentions in, in the chapter before, in John chapter 20. In John chapter 20, John tells us all the incredible things that happened on resurrection morning, on Easter Sunday morning. And in particular, he tells us what happened to this disciple, one of Jesus' main disciples, Peter. He, John tells us in John chapter 20 that the Peter, he saw the empty tomb and he entered into the empty tomb as well. He was actually in the tomb where Jesus was, where his body was buried, but he was no longer, no more. He was there on that first Easter Sunday. He's seen Mary overcome with emotion and clinging to Jesus. Mary was a follower of Jesus and, and she's seen, he's seen her clinging to the resurrected Saviour. He's seen Jesus risen from the dead. He's seen Jesus alive. This is humanly impossible, but he's seen Jesus alive after his death. A few days later, he's seen Jesus walking through walls as Jesus appeared to the disciples on a few different occasions. We then see that Peter, here Jesus, commissioned him and his other followers to go into all the, world, all the world and tell the story that Jesus had died, but he has rose again, that he is alive forevermore. Peter also saw doubting Thomas become believing Thomas. He's seen his friend who doubted that Jesus was alive, put his trust in Jesus when he encountered Jesus. And so, you know, naturally you'd think that the next phrase after John chapter 21 verse 1 would be something like this. After these things... Peter preached, or after these things, Peter went to church, or after these things, Peter worshipped. That's what you'd think would happen after Peter saw all those incredible things. That's what Peter should have done. But no, he didn't. He didn't do any of that. What did he do? Well, it tells us in John 21, verse 1 to 3, that after these things, Peter went fishing. That's what Peter did. He went fishing. Peter saw the resurrected Jesus, and the first thing he did was grab his fishing rope. That's what he did. He grabbed his fishing pole. That's what the first thing he was. He was called by Jesus. Peter was a, Peter, a fisherman before he met Jesus. And then he met Jesus on the sea. And Jesus called him. He said, stop being a, a fisher of fish. Instead, be a fisher of men. But now we see after the resurrection, after Easter Sunday, Peter, he goes back to being a fisher of fish instead of fishing for men. Peter goes fishing. And I, I want to say the Bible tells us Peter wasn't very good at fishing either. He caught nothing. The first time Jesus met him, he had been out fishing all night and he caught nothing. And the same thing happened here following on from Easter Sunday. He went fishing. He went fishing all night with his friends, with the disciples, but they caught nothing. 
Why does he do this? Why does Peter go back to this? Why does Peter go back to his old life? Well, it's simply because Peter forgot. You know, the emotions, the fear, the excitement, the, the feelings of God, they wore off. After Peter, after Easter Sunday, these feelings wore off for Peter. To Peter, the event of the resurrection was done and now it was just the next day. It was just the next day. It was just another Monday. You know, we read that just before Jesus died on the cross for you and me, we read that Peter actually denied that he knew Jesus. And so I'm sure Peter was still carrying all this guilt, all this shame from denying his friend. I'm sure even in this moment that after seeing Jesus, the fact that Jesus was alive, I'm sure Peter thought to himself, you know, it's a good run. You know, I followed Jesus for three and a half years, but now now it's time to get back to, to real life. You know, I've, I've got a job to get back to. I've got a wife to provide for. I've, I've got a family to provide for. You know, I've got to, you know, I can't follow Jesus. I can't be on the road anymore. This is what I've got to do. I've got to get back to normal life. You know, in 2020, our world was shaken by a pandemic called the coronavirus. And you know, during that time, many churches experienced incredible growth through church online, but also in person as well. After when restrictions were lifted, many churches were filled with new people. Many people came along to churches. Churches were filling up. We've seen it even in our own, uh, in our own church as well. People were turning to God in the middle of the chaos and in the middle of the crisis. However, three years on now, a couple of years on, now that all the fear and the horror of all of that has wore off, what we found is and what we're seeing is that now life's gone back to normal. People, they've basically gone back fishing. People are just going back to their normal lives. Everything's just normal. People have stopped going to church. In, in fact, it's actually a decline. People is declining in many churches. I thank God that's not in our church. We're in a season of great growth and I thank God for that. All glory and honour to him. It's him who's doing it. But but many churches, there are many reports coming out of churches. People are leaving churches. Why? People are going back to their normal lives. And sadly, this is what will happen after today, after Easter Sunday. Maybe this will happen with you as well. You'll go to church on Easter Sunday. You'll watch church online, but then you'll go to work tomorrow and forget all about Easter. Forget all about what Jesus has done. Why? It's because events don't change us. Peter he was part of the first resurrection. He was part of that event, but the event didn't change him. And I want to say today that events won't change you and me. There's only one thing that will change us and will change our lives and the trajectory of our lives. And that is a personal encounter with the risen Jesus. Events won't change us, but Jesus will. Peter, he experienced a resurrection event, but he didn't have a resurrection encounter. Yes, he saw all these things, even seen Jesus, but he didn't have a personal encounter with Jesus. And so Peter says these quite strong words, these powerful words. That I know they don't mean much to you and me, but I'll share with you in a moment why these are, these are big words. But it says in verse 3 of John 21, it says, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. They went out immediately, got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. As I said, for Peter to say that he's going back fishing was a huge statement. You know, for you and me, maybe fishing's a hobby. It's not a hobby of mine, but maybe it is for you. But for Peter, fishing was his old way of life. Peter goes back to what is known and what is familiar. He's going back to do what he did before he first encountered Jesus. 
And obviously Peter was a leader. He was a very persuasive person because the Bible says that seven out of the 11 disciples went with him to fishing. And three of them weren't even fishermen, which is incredible. It seems here that like life was moving on, that this resurrection event had taken place. Easter had taken place the first Easter, but now life was going to move on. Let's move on from that. That day is done. Easter Sunday is done. Let's move on from that. And that's what happens when it is just an event. When, our, when Jesus is just an event, when Christianity is just an event, that's what will happen. We'll very quickly move on. You know, the truth is, it was for me. I've been a part of Gateway Church Cymru all of my life. It was formerly known as Abraham and Pentecostal Church. My grandparents are saved and they are part of the church. My parents are saved and they are a part of the church. And they raised me in that church. At the age of six, I gave my life to Jesus. But you know, as I grew older, I wandered away from the Lord. In my teenage years, I turned away from God. I didn't want anything to do with Jesus. Why? Because it had become an event. Christianity had become an event. It turned into a, re- a religion. I've got to be honest, I was bored out of my mind in church. I hated going to church. I wanted to be out with my friends. I wanted to be playing football. I wanted to maybe be, uh, you know, just spending time chilling, doing whatever, going to different places, shopping, whatever, going to the cinema. I wanted to do all these things. The last place I wanted to be as a teenager was in church. I hated going. I wanted to be with my friends. For me, Christianity had turned into a religion. But you know, all that changed at the age of 16. I was went along to a summer festival uh, called Soul Survivor, and it was in this big tent with thousands of other young people. It was in this event in this field in Shepdown Mallet, which is near Glastonbury. It was in this Christian event that I had a personal encounter with Jesus. It was there I heard the good news of Jesus afresh, and I recommitted my life to him. But this time it was different. I didn't just hear about a story. I encountered Jesus for myself. And I've got to say that from that moment on, my life wasn't the same. My life hasn't been the same. And life can never be the same if the resurrection is an encounter and not an event. And now we see a couple of days after, Peter has this resurrection event. His life isn't changed. He goes back to doing what he's always done. But I love these words. Things are about to change. I love what it says in John 21, There's quite a lot of verses here, so please bear with me. John 21, verse 4 to 19. It says this, At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw your net out on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he put his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. 
Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take care and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. You know, Peter, he had denied knowing Jesus three times before Jesus was crucified on the cross. But here we see how merciful, how gracious, how incredible our Saviour Savior is. After Jesus rose again from the dead, he, he has this, this powerful, this, this beautiful moment with Peter on this beach. And in this moment, we see that he doesn't condemn Peter. Instead, he meets Peter where he's at. He forgives Peter. He restores him. And then he commissions him. He gives him this mission for the rest of his life. And from this moment on, Peter's life is forever changed. From this encounter, his life is forever changed. In fact, in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the day when the church was born, when the church began, who is the first person to get up and start preaching? It's Peter. And that's what happens when we encounter Jesus. That's what happens when the resurrection isn't an event, but it's an encounter with the risen God. And so as we come to a conclusion on this Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday 2023 of this message, as we come to an end, I wonder what will happen to you after these things. Easter Sunday is almost over. What's your Monday going to look like? Will life go back to normal for you? Or will you open your heart to the risen Saviour? Will you go back to the way of doing things to live in life for yourself? Or today, will you open up your heart to encounter Jesus? He's ready to meet with you today. He's ready to encounter you today. Wherever you're watching this from, the living room that you're in right now, the kitchen, the bedroom, the car, wherever it is, Jesus is ready to meet with you today. And all he wants is for you to open up your heart and your life to him. He wants to forgive you today. He wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. He wants to show you his amazing plan and purpose for your life. He wants to give you the greatest gift of all, the gift of eternal life. He wants you to know him personally and for your life to be changed, not just here and now, but for your life to be changed forever and ever and for all of eternity. And so as we come to an East, at the end of this Easter Sunday message, my prayer for you today is that after these things, your life will never be the same again. Amen.